0: Welcome to Matrescence Awakening with Kieran Lee. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Kieran, and I'm bringing you some really wonderful and juicy conversations with beautiful people all about Matrescence and spirituality and self development and just trying to discover who the fuck we are in this new season of motherhood. So, today's wonderful guest that I'm so excited to bring to you is Jessica Jordan. Jess is living as New Earth Divine Feminine Leadership. She works with spiritual, self-aware women to dismantle their inner patriarchy, restore empowered divine feminine energy, and connect women to their inner source of unfuckable with power, pleasure, and leadership. She works in a body-led somatic and shamanic methodology. She is a mother to a five-year-old girl, a co-parent, and has many lived and challenging experiences, which activated her in the fires of her own feminine leadership, Her medicine is in holding both the beauty and the pain and making art with it. Jess creates a safe and sacred container to meet all of you, both in the darkest, gritty and painful places, as well as your highest potential and grace. Jess, I'm so excited to have you here and I'm sure this is going to be such a fun, juicy
1: conversation. So thank you for taking the time to share with us here. Thank you so much. I feel like a deep, deep honor to be here. And even just hearing you reading those words, I'm like, oh, it's going to be an amazing conversation. So thank you so much for inviting me into your sacred space and into your listener's sacred space. Oh, you're so welcome. It is my honor as well. We'll just have a little honor love fest right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, There's so many things that we could start by diving into, but I really want to kind of kick off with understanding a little bit more about you and spirituality like do you consider yourself would you say that you are a spiritual person what's that journey looks like because I know we have a lot of similar practices but sometimes the language can vary so where do you kind of sit on that
1: yes well I absolutely identify with being a spiritual woman my journey started very young. So, I grew up in a very strict Catholic household. We were very active in practicing religion. So, I'm talking, I went to church every week until I got my first job when I was 15. And kind of, I think that was part of the motivation for me getting a job as soon as I could. So, I was indoctrinated into a very authoritarian, strict Catholic ideology. And around fourteen, fifteen, because of the personality that I have and the nature of who I am and my soul essence, I started to ask questions. I started to say, this, this doesn't feel good for me. It doesn't feel like the truth. And that led me on a path to around eighteen, nineteen. 19, I received this book, Conversations with God. You might have read it or some of your listeners might have read it. And when I read it, I had a bit of a spiritual awakening because the way that the author talks about God and our connection to source and the divine was radically different to what I'd been indoctrinated in. It kind of put us as humans as a part of the divine rather than seeing something that God, you know, should be feared and we're separate and all of this stuff. So that was a big, big initiation and awakening for me to step away from religion and start to develop my own relationship with God and source and the divine in a way that felt really good and really true to me. Mm -hmm. That took me on a path that was, you know, 18, I'm now almost 36. So half my life of exploration. And around 27, I ended up doing yoga teacher training. And I went down that path, which is not just about the movements of yoga. It's a deeply ancient spiritual practice. And that was beautiful and opened my eyes to other things. But again, that wasn't fully it for me. And after doing the yoga, and, and taking what felt in resonance, I kind of found feminine embodiment and the feminine arts. And this really was Another kind of spiritual awakening because it brought in sacred sexuality, Eros energy, the dark divinity. And that felt like, yes, this is where I'm meant to be. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I've had this lifelong kind of initiation with God, universe, source, whatever you want to call it. And I feel that's going to keep unraveling and evolving and changing. And as I question and what feels in deepest alignment with me now yeah mm. so that time you know 1819 when you were like it doesn't
0: you know this way of thinking and being within the religion doesn't feel right for an, for me anymore was that quite a hard separation for you to make was there like uh, resistance and an upset from your family or people that you knew within the church like what was that process like for you?
1: yeah it was it was <sighs> the relationship between my mother and I because she, up until the time she died, was a very strong practicing Catholic woman and she was very tied to that faith. Mm-hmm. So it was big for me as n- not quite a young adult to start questioning this. It definitely created a lot of animosity between us because I have a strong personality and I was very curious from a young age, but there was something within me that I cannot say anybody taught me, but something within me that just said this isn't your truth. Mm -hmm. And although it was against the family system that I had grown up in, um, And although it was against my mother's beliefs and what she had imprinted on me, we kind of got to this place of beautiful dialogue where she could understand that I had a relationship with God and source. And although it was deviating from her path, there was a place of mutual respect. This happened over many years, Mm -hmm. many discussions, both of which were fiery in nature and then a bit more grace. But, yeah, it was it's huge because around that time, you're kind of forging your own identity. And and that was a huge identity piece to strip away and kind of go then, well, where do I sit with God or spirit? Or what does that mean to me? And not having a parameter or like an elder, I guess, to shepherd me in that. Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds huge. And I know
0: that's something that so many women experience through matrescence and not necessarily with the releasing of a religion, but with releasing of things that we so have we have so deeply tied to our identity. Yeah. And that can feel just like you're completely uh like for me when I when I had that kind of moment, it felt like I was just completely suspended and floating in. By myself, and there was nothing to ground me or to to show me like this is you know this is right, except for that little inter- internal knowing that I had. So, how did you support yourself um, through that in in grounding and deepening into figuring out what actually does resonate with you, whilst still trying to manage the relationship with your mom and anyone else who had um, some reservations about the way that you were changing your belief and, and your practice.
1: Um well i would say part of the my personality there is this you know there's this there is this innate rebellious nature to me there's a bit of a sass so it was that that was fueling this and i i i didn't mind kind of coming up against you know what was the norm in my family system and and that kind of was the way that i grounded myself in mm-hmm in backing myself because I was so young, I was so young, but this, you know, what I would say is the dark feminine energy is what helped support me through that and has helped me in many other times, including in my, uh, you know, identities firstly in motherhood and then as like a co-parent solo mother. So that energy of the dark goddess that is kind of calls us into the fire and kind of, tells us it's okay to walk the path alone when we need to because I was just a kid and I was just following and then, yeah, books would fall in my place or I'd meet someone who, you know, had had exposure to different religions or different things. So things were just happening along the path as it does with motherhood, you know, we're we're going through this pain or this struggle. And then suddenly we connect with a mom on Instagram. She just gets it. You know, mm-hmm. it's those little moments that kind of helped me move forward. You know, right up until when my daughter was born, when I was 30, my mom was still saying, are you sure you don't want to get her baptized in the religion? She was saying it with love and I could understand why from her belief system that was deeply important, but we were able to have a conversation around why I wasn't doing that and and how I was still instilling faith through my own lens. So yeah, it 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 was a conversation and an experience that lasted really until my mom passed away and there's still threads of it within my family dynamic but she was definitely the matriarch about it. Yeah, yeah. And I definitely won't speak for you here
0: but just listening to you speak and putting a lens on for myself in similar things that I've experienced the more that I ground into why I do the things I do, why I think the way that I think why I'm making the decisions I'm making and feel really firm and solid in myself for those decisions, I can have all of those questions or all of those comments or all of those projections. And it actually doesn't phase me because I feel so deeply grounded in, I know that this is right for me. Whereas those things that I feel a bit more wobbly about internally in myself, if I start to get those questions or projections, it really makes me start to doubt and wobble and think, I don't know, well, maybe, maybe I should be listening to them like, maybe they're right. So, come keep, keep coming back to doing that work and grounding in. Is that kind of similar for yourself as well with this sort of journey?
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. I feel like it's a very natural, and especially for women, we've kind of been programmed to self doubt and not trust the inner call of our voice, right? We've had that programming not only in this lifetime, but we've seen it come through <laughs> eons. So, That coming home to that spark of truth or as you described it that inner anchor is absolutely vital and like a practice that I have every day because we're always I think as growth seeking women and I know you are I know the women listening to this there's a natural inclination that we like to receive information from other places because we're growth seeking so we want to receive new data in case that aligns with us but when it can slip into a bit of a distorted expression is when we're we're then placing that external data or influence as the holy grail Mm -hmm. so yeah for me it's always coming back to how does this feel in my heart my body and is it you know opening does it feel like a truth it doesn't always have to feel like yes fuck yes it might just be that little thing right you know Mm -hmm. you know it
0: yeah and being really conscious of when you are externally seeking answers to your questions or allowing people into your space to open up new ways of perceiving the world, being really conscious of who you're letting in and what information you're receiving. You know, is this actually someone who I admire or um, who I think will, you know, inspire me in the right sort of way? Or is this someone who's just going to make me feel shit about myself and
1: the decisions I'm trying to make? (laughs) I think that distinction is a critically important and I think that's one that I've learned with age because in those early years I was kind of like an open door to everything as we are as women and and there's so much fucking information thrown at us now and we're so always connected so having that that discernment because I really mm. feel like we have this intuition as our Our gift as women, but the next layer of that intuition is discerning, discerning, like you said, being really clear on what we let into our field. Because we can, as soon as we have that thread of doubt, like then we're being pulled somewhere else. And that's okay, but then we just have to make the journey back yeah (laughs) which is easier said than done
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's a scenic route it's a scenic route (laughs) yeah um so you have a beautiful little five-year-old daughter and how has your matrescence journey been how's that kind of initiation been for you has it been has it felt easeful has it just felt completely challenging has it strengthened what you already knew has it changed things like talk to me about
1: that okay, we could spend days here. We could. I initially, the words that came to me was fucking wild ride <laughs> um, and beautiful, very beautiful and, and deeply challenging. For me, my journey into motherhood started, I really feel, when I gave birth to my daughter Luna or through pregnancy, I I had this, I was so happy to be pregnant, but I also had a a resistance to motherhood. Um, Yeah, I had a resistance. And I remember being 40 weeks and going, she can just stay a little longer. Cause I was kind of terrified about what being a mother would mean for me. And so My last five years have been a very activating five years into motherhood and I I honestly only feel like I've settled into motherhood probably in the last six or eight months and I say that without shame or without guilt or without judgment on myself because it's a fucking journey and no one, you can't know until you cross that initiation, what it's going to be for you. And we get painted this image of this beautiful mother who's ever present, ever patient, ever giving, you know, just giving, giving, giving. But for many of us, the reality is that it's, it's, we don't feel that. And we, like you said at the start, there's a loss of identity and and activations that were given. And, and certainly in my five years, I had a number of activations. So I had an ectopic pregnancy when my daughter was 13 months old and that was emergency surgery. And I lost part of my womb. I separated from Luna's dad when she was just two, she was still in nappies, you know, very young and you know what that's like. That's, I really feel like I've had two initiations into motherhood. So firstly, when I became a mother birthing my daughter, and then when I made that transition to no longer partner to her dad, which was, as you described, that free fall for me. Yeah. That um, That being, I felt like I was just like in the ocean being tumbled around, having a bit of a dark night of the soul. Yeah, so... And within that time of separating from Luna's dad, within 10 weeks, my own mum passed away. So it was these these things in the last five years in my motherhood journey have really been about holding the duality. So I've experienced a lot of pain and, and been illuminated into parts of myself that I didn't know. So both in the dark, the shadows that have come up, as well as as well as the divine, so my own capacity to love and to forgive and to, to, you know, hold space for my child and hold space for our family beyond what I could have even known or, or show up when I'm fucking tired or, like, you know, you've been crying in your bedroom thinking I've got nothing left, but then you just find something. So, yeah, it's... um. I don't know, I'm so grateful that I'm a mother because I wouldn't be the woman that I am today and I'm so fucking cognizant of my role as a leader within my motherhood and what that means for not only my daughter but our ancestral line and for women everywhere and that is something that I'm just so grateful for because it it has activated this sense of power and femininity and love that that I don't think would be possible without being a mother.
0: Yeah, yeah. It just so so much deep deepens into those, and it also, I mean, for me, has just so deepened the challenging <laughs> as well. <laughs> it hasn't come one without the other.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. Like, uh, it's the constant holding of the duality of like, and often at the same time, like mm. that we're seeing, like, like we're having this absolute like miracle of life through our child, but then also being triggered as fuck by that same miracle of life <laughs> to our deepest wounds that we just hoped would never possibly come up, or that we didn't even know were there to ever come up until yeah. they're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That were we're... (laughs) locked in a nice Pandora's box wrapped around stuff. (laughs) Yes.
0: And I just want to kind of acknowledge and thank you for sharing that in this space you did feel that resistance to becoming a mother when you were pregnant, because, kind of like you mentioned, with that image that we see this holy, you know, holy nurturing, always giving mother. I think, you know, during pregnancy, we're supposed to be just so deeply appreciative and and happy and, you know, joyous all the time and not have these feelings of doubt because, you know, there's other women who are trying to get pregnant who can't. So I should just be grateful for what I've got. And there can sometimes be this constant battle between the stories that we have and the way that we are trying to experience our journey. And it can be so easy to just ignore and suppress what we are truly feeling because we think that, we're not normal we're doing it wrong we're not appreciative but you know you can still have that resistance but still be so grateful for the experience at the same time and just honor both sides of those so thank you for sharing that in this space so women can hear you know when we hear these stories it makes us feel so much more connected to to ourselves and to the sisterhood so thank you for that So we've kind of spoken a little bit about the the feminine energy, but for those that maybe are not quite familiar with it, what what kind of what we're talking about or referencing, could you just give us a quick explanation of like feminine versus masculine sort of energies and how they can show up?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Feminine and masculine energy live within all of us so both men and women have both feminine and masculine energy although sometimes we can confuse feminine and masculine with the gender but they're actually two separate things so feminine is the flow energy and feminine energy is really categorized by love and pleasure Feminine energy is intuitive, feeling, cyclical, expressive, emoting, heart and body led. She can be chaotic and wild as well. She's elemental, so think water, fire, earth, ether, all of that. Feminine energy is receptive, so she receives. And when we think about this, we think about a female gender woman having sex, she is receiving the penetration. So feminine energy is within you and so is masculine energy masculine energy is really centered around purpose and freedom. It's goal orientated. It's it's achievement. It's linear and forward moving in a structured and kind of predictable way. It's consistent and constant. It's very much more mind-based. So thinking and analyzing. Okay. So yeah, that's a bit of an overview of those two energies that live within us.
0: Mm. And so we often live in a very masculine world. You know, we're often constantly running to-do lists and 10,000 things that we need to get done and like planning out the weekend and planning for Christmases and birthdays and, you know, all the doing, do, 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 do. So how can that impact us if we are really showing up a lot more in our masculine and uh, suppressing the feminine?
1: Yeah, I love this question because I have not met a woman yet who feels, who, who, who doesn't feel like I haven't met a woman yet who hasn't felt like she's emanating too much masculine energy, and it's because, like you said, our world is very much in this masculine blueprint. We've come off the back of 200,000 years of patriarchal influence. So the first thing I want to say is if you're a woman who you're feeling like, oh, I'm really emanating my masculine a lot, Just give yourself a break because I know when I started this work, I felt bad about that, that I was always in my masculine or had too much masculine. Just give yourself a break and know that that's how you've been trained and programmed to be. So have that compassion for yourself And if you're wanting to invite in and get in touch with more feminine energy, know that firstly it's nothing that you have to learn or find outside of you. Your essence is already feminine, so it's already within you. And like we discussed before that what we can do when we want to be more of something is look outside of ourselves, what I would suggest is actually peeling back the layers and coming into yourself into your body and your body is a really really important gateway and portal for your femininity because your body is feeling and sensing your heart lives here your womb lives here so if you're wanting to be more in your feminine or amplify these feminine states of being create a deeper intimacy with the relationship of your body with the relationship in the landscape of your emotions and being expressed in this way and through doing less through through more stillness through more dance and and movement and sound and touch and all of those things
0: interrupting today's episode to share about a freebie that i have created just for you my awaken your senses guided practice is all about deepening your connection to your internal self while showing your physical body the love and gratitude it deserves if you are craving a moment of stillness in amongst mum life and a practice for you to really start feeling yourself again this is for you After completing the practice, Emma said she felt alive, sexy, empowered, strong, and beautiful. Are you ready to feel that way too, Mama? You sure as hell deserve it. Get it straight to your inbox via the link in the show notes. All right, back to the episode. So Jess, why is it important to do, like, why is it important for us to try and tap into more of our feminine rather than just being... Always busy with the masculine.
1: I, I'm I'm guessing that most of the women listening to this are innately feminine essence women. So although we both have masculine and feminine within all of us, we have at our core what feels truest to us. So I'm a feminine essence woman, a woman. I really know that about myself. I'm attracted to masculine essence men, which also helps me to understand, okay, I'm a feminine essence woman because we're attracted to the opposite, the polarity. And why it's deeply important to us is that if you are identifying as having a core feminine essence, you will feel most fulfilled, you will feel most enlivened, you will feel most at peace with yourself and life when you are in your core essence of femininity. So your body will feel better. You will feel more emotionally robust and stable. You will just feel like you're able to enjoy life more. There's nothing wrong with being in the masculine. I have an incredibly strong masculine and it emanates a lot. But If you are looking for a deep experience of life that just feels fucking good, you're going to want to be in your feminine as a feminine essence woman. And it opens you up to all of these beautiful gifts of the feminine, like intuition, because when we're tapped into our intuition, we just know, and we've all had this experience in our motherhood where we just have known something, whether it's about our child, whether it's about somebody else, whether it's about the school, whatever it is, we just know these gifts, these mystical gifts live within the feminine, and they are needed as magic and medicine both within our family lines but within the community right now. Mm, Yeah. And in terms of, like, the really... Practicalness
0: of this, I suppose, because we do live in a world where we have to get shit done. Like the masculine is needed. Yeah. How do we start to find a balance between, okay, well, I need my masculine because that's just the way of the world, but also I want to bring in more of my feminine. How do we, is it just a matter of like starting to practice both and seeing how much time or energy or thought we want to be putting towards each of these energies? Or yeah, how do we find that balance? I suppose.
1: I, I, tend to use the word harmony instead of balance, because I think balance is an illusion. Like we never really feel balanced. And when we're seeking balance, it can kind of like be this elusive thing that we can never get to. Mm -hmm. So what I would suggest is developing a relationship with your feminine. So all of those things like getting in touch with your senses. So your senses are really a good gateway to your feminine and and slowing things down. And even if you are needing to emanate a lot of masculine energy as a busy mom, you know, running about day to day, how can you seed little pockets of femininity? So rather than it being, I'm in my masculine while I'm doing the school run, and then I'll find time for my feminine later. We start to create this more dynamic and maybe like waves of the ocean relationship between the masculine and feminine. So even though you're getting ready, the kids ready to school and got to get them out on time, you've got your favorite beautiful mug and you either make your coffee or your cacao or your tea, but you take a moment to be in the experience with that. So you're smelling it, you're adorning your body instead of just throwing on whatever fucking clothes are lying around, you're consciously choosing, how do I want to be expressed today, so they're coexisting together because we can't just be in our feminine as modern women. We want to get shit done, we want to have careers, we want to make money, all of this stuff. But it's finding what fucking makes you feel good and alive and seeding that into all of your masculine ways of doing things so it starts to feel good.
0: Yeah, yes, I love that. Just a bit of an intentionality about. How am I showing up here? Am I showing up in a frazzled masculine, got to do this shit kind of way? Or can I take like an extra 30 seconds to light (laughs) some some incense
1: whilst I'm running around like trying to get the kids dressed? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and 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 the what you've just said there we know when we're emanating too much masculine because we start to feel burnt out frazzled and it can feel addictive because we're like we're just moving from thing to thing so disrupting that by slowing it down and using that gateway of the senses you will know your listeners will know what really turns them on like touch and smell are big ones Find out what what turns you on and then use that to anchor yourself, that word anchor that you used at the start. Anchor yourself back into your feminine and then just let it spread like you've scattered seeds so you're starting to populate all these feminine ways. And your kids are innately feminine. They're chaotic. They're feeling. They express their emotions. So take a bit of a like page out of their book they slow down and look at a bug and just like they're there they're there with it so your kids can be your muse as well they're so present they can be the muse and it could just be so frustrating where we're trying to get
0: shit done and they're looking like a trail of ants but isn't that a beautiful little reflection for that trigger (laughs) yeah
1: yeah And it is because we've been so, and this is why I said compassion, we've been so deeply indoctrinated to a masculine way of living that for many of us, and this was definitely me, we have entangled our self-worth with productivity. So Mm -hmm. there's this like drive within us, this siren that goes off. That's almost like, but if I slow down, like, it's like, you almost feel like you're going to die because you're worth. Then you're like, well, what? I won't be worthy. And if that resonates with you, like that has totally been me, that there is a process of unravelling. It's not just like, all right, well, I'll light a fucking candle and I'm in my feminine. Yeah. There is a whole deconditioning that happens. It feels like it's got to be a detox, <laughs> a
0: detox from that way of living, from having to put our self-worth to the productivity, to climbing the corporate ladder, to, you know, do, do, doing. And when we can start to detox and, and, and unpack those stories that we have within ourselves that have been so deeply conditioned, it can take it can take time it, like you say it's it's a real process of allowing that to happen but the more compassion that you can have around that kind of changing of being that detoxing of thinking and beliefs uh just like staying consistent on the path of little bits here and there little bits here and there to change that normal to change that new normal so we've touched on like some small ways that we can kind of bring it in a little bit more to kind of open up people's ways of Um, thinking practically about that but I know you've got a little uh, poem so we can start to really feel this and boy oh boy am I excited for this so this is kind of talking about the space of embodying the feminine what is it going to feel like and so I'll leave it to you to take away and intro this and and, uh, get this ready.
1: Okay thank you so much for letting me share these words I wrote these words in 2020 and, you know, there's so many ways that we can tell you to be feminine, but because the feminine is feeling and sensing, I'd really love for you, for you to, if you can, if you're not driving, um, close your eyes, take a big breath into your heart and your womb and just receive this and, and, and feel and remember what is already within you, and what this might mean for you in your journey home to your feminine expression. (sighs) She is the embodiment of Shakti, the expression of all that is, earth, water, wind, fire, and ether. She is movement, sound, touch, breath. She is the song of the world, divinely and uniquely expressed in the form of every woman's body and touch. Her magic embodies the experience of all that is, the richness of this life. Through her, you taste the flavors, feel the spectrum, dance the contrast of the eternal light and dark. Her heart is fully open. She is the channel. River of love flowing from her and within her, a channel with no beginning nor end. She is tapped into the cosmic womb, boundless creativity, a well that springs forth from within her, a love that radiates through her and off her. She is anchored like a wise gum tree in the eye of the storm except she is both, the furious winds, the rain that pours down, the lightning that charges and strikes the sky, and the earth, dense and grounded all at once. Wild in her purest expression, she can never be tamed or caught or held down. A river flowing, ever-changing, She may gift herself to you for a time, but she can never be taken or kept. She is the current of life. She births all that is through her and within her. (sighs) Mm, Yes, that was beautiful. That was so, so beautiful.
0: As soon as you started talking, I just felt my whole body come online. I just felt like the... The tingles moving through my body, my heart expanding and opening. That was just so beautiful. So thank you for sharing that in this space. Thank feeling you. very, feeling very honored.
1: Thank you for allowing me to share that. And I think what you just said, that the feminine lives within those feelings, within the body. And she is already there for all, for every woman who identifies with being feminine, everything is already within you. Yeah, it's just uh, we need that remembrance, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we need that remembrance and those little seeds of activations, whatever that is for you, whether that's a poem and or music or whatever lights up your body like that.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I love that you touched on music because because I think often well, for me when I think about being in the feminine, I think about the you know really ethereal, like rainforest kind of music, but also you could be like twerking to some Cardi B as well. Like if that makes you feel sexy and in your feminine. <laughs> Yeah, that
1: can be just as powerful. Exactly. And the feminine is across the whole spectrum of light and dark. So what that means is that a woman can be wearing all black, being like her bad bitch boots, have like a pixie haircut and she's emanating this wild feminine, or she can be that goddess that you spoke of floating around in her, you know, flowy clothes. And this is where we get fucked up as women because we think the feminine is one expression but the feminine is the expression of all of these different flavors and textures and you have one that is unique to you and the world needs to see that see that beauty yeah yeah
0: and with the women that you work with um in in your women's circles and in one-on-one capacities do you notice there's any sort of common themes of resistance to allowing this way of living to just become part of their you know daily routine
1: yes every one of us yeah <laughs> um, what what is that like what are we feeling so scared of again i think we need to take a really deep compassion for ourselves in this journey because There's so many, there's so many reasons, but the big, big reason is that for the last 200,000 years, we have been indoctrinated to a patriarchal society. So a society that values male traits, the male identity, the male body and masculinity as higher or better than the female body, feminine essence and traits. And so we've been imprinted with this from the time that we were born. If you believe in past lives, we've experienced this in past lives. We've had this patriarchal ideology imprinted down our ancestral line and it lives within us we know that from epigenetics and if we think back you know only a few decades ago we don't even have to think back thousands of years woman was so deeply reliant on man to survive that she had to forego her power she had to forego her intuition she had to forego her truth to simply survive and of course of course we did that. Of course we did that. And although we're no longer living in that time when we're in free countries like Australia, that memory is deeply etched in our psyche, our somatic body, our emotional body, our energetic body. And it feels alive to us. And it's, it's real. Mm. So right now we're, we're deconditioning thousands of years of that imprinting. So it's not just frivolous why we're like, why do we struggle with this? It's like, fuck, we're changing a paradigm. (laughs)
0: Like that's
1: why every single woman, My good girl still comes up and that's okay. She's going to keep coming up, but I can just see her clearly and and remediate that a lot quicker because we are, we only, I don't know what imprinting you got from your mother, but most of us did not see a woman empowered in her feminine essence, right? Yeah. Yeah
0: yeah so oh and very powerful when you start to link it to survival like we had to let go of these things for survival so it's not just like you say not just flippant that no. we should just feel like it's okay to do it's like we are actually reconditioning our nervous system our psyche imprinting to say that this is safe like it is safe for me to be in this state and that takes a whole lot of work
1: yeah. A whole lot of work. This is generational work. Like we might be doing this for our families. We're the chain breakers. I know you're a chain breaker. I'm a chain breaker, but fuck we've, we're, we're ground zero and like yeah. we're planting seeds for, for humanity and the women that, that are going to keep unraveling. So it's kind of gonna feel difficult for us and that's okay and we get to still keep showing up in our fucking mess and stumbling and go fuck i kept fawning there and and all the things that we do to find our path home
0: yeah and a lot of this work we do need to kind of tap internally to figure out what's what feels really good for me what lights me up when do i feel most feminine when do i feel most sexual you know no one can tell us that stuff but there's also a lot of power In doing this sort of work within sisterhood. So things like women's circles, which you run. And I have been one of two one of your circles, and it was just so incredibly powerful for so many reasons. And I can talk through that if you would like me to. But I would love to hear from your perspective why why gathering with our sisters for this sort of work is really important.
1: It's so deeply healing. And both of us have been, you know, practitioners space holders and receiving, and I know for me it doesn't matter which role I'm playing, I receive so much. I think something that happens when women come together is that we find a shared solace in both our pain and our joy because the way that society is set up, for one, is that we're so Um, individualized now and we're in our own houses and we're going through these struggles and these pain like we've shared in our motherhood, in our businesses. And then we get in space with women and we realize that, okay, maybe she doesn't have the exact experience, but she gets it. And that creates a lot of healing and connection and community, as well as our shared joy. You know, I hold spaces around sexuality and women, once they get started talking about sexuality and what's been going on, they're fucking so relieved because they see they aren't the only one who's experiencing this. So that feeling of solace. And I think often we see ourselves and get to know ourselves through the other and through what is mirrored. So what I have seen time and time again is that women suddenly along this space in a in a container where they're with other women they there's this part that they've been avoiding or hating but then another woman shows up with it and they can see the beauty in her. They can see how radiant she is and through loving her and accepting her, they find that acceptance for themselves and for the opposite. There'll be a woman who's, you know, maybe more of a warrior energy, which is one that I um, feel strongly linked to, and then there'll be a really soft feminine and a woman will see that different flavour and go, like, isn't that beautiful? And I kind of want that to be a part of me. So there's this beautiful thing that just happens right and I don't know if you've felt any of those things and I'd love to hear your experience as well and yeah yeah so specifically with your circle that we had that was
0: um I went in with the intention or I set the intention over the cacao that I wanted all parts of me to be welcomed and feel safe so that was you know If I wanted to move in a sexy sort of way or a sensual sort of way or if I was feeling really embarrassed or if I was feeling really shy or resistant, like whatever came up throughout the process, I was like, I am welcoming it. It can be here and it is safe and we're going to move through it. And I think being in a space with other women who were doing the same sort of practices and we're moving this through the same like similar sorts of things with your guidance in the way that we're moving our body, what we're inviting into the space It just felt so, so much easier to allow that to be because I feel like sometimes for me, when I'm by myself, I get into my head, I'm trying to get into my body, but then my head comes in and be like, man, this is a little bit weird. What are you doing there? And the judgment starts to come. But when you're in a room with other women who are just so open to the experience and allowing things to flow through them, it just creates that safety for me to do that as well. And it was just like this complete remembrance that I am a really powerful feminine being. And when we talk about starting to allow our body to feel safe in that, I just really remember your event being somewhere that was quite pivotal in the safety of it. From the way that you guided it, from the way that you held the space, from the way that just every element of the evening came together and along with the women that I shared that space with because there was absolutely zero judgment. There was zero projections. There was, yeah, there was just complete and utter surrender from everyone in the space, and that's what creates that safety. Yeah.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. makes me teary because that safety element that you touched on is one of my highest priorities and anchors for when I do hold space. And, and because of the history that we've had as women and the burden that we've had to carry and often real times threats of danger and violence or safety for our children and our lives that We haven't felt safe to be in our feminine. And so when we come together in a space where there is no men, and I'm not by any means saying that men are predators, I love the divine masculine, I love men, but when we come together with like-minded, like-hearted women, there is a remembrance suddenly and our energy sinks up and you felt that right there is something there is just something already within us that is there and we we remember oh we I don't need fixing and I love what you said because it was a central event but I love that you said whatever was here if there was embarrassment if there was you know vulnerability if there was tears if there was shame you're welcoming all of that because that is the divine feminine heart shine back on yourself that all of you is welcome and seeing that beauty and that freedom reflected in others kind of gives yourself, you're giving yourself permission again to be all of you. Yeah, yeah, thank you.
0: I would love to hear how your life has changed since you've really started to embody this in the deep way that you do today. Like how does life look different or feel different for you?
1: Wow, I wanted to share with your listeners that I was like so In my masculine energy for like a big part of my life. So if they're just listening, going, but yeah, but she just seems like she's in her feminine, I was like so in my masculine. It's changed in every single possible way. So the way that I work has changed. The way that I work, I feel like I'm always in creative overflow and I work from pleasure and joy. So although I am, you know, a solo mama, the solo income for the household, an entrepreneur, you know, with a young child, my work feels so joyous where it could feel potentially extremely, extremely stressful. My relationships have changed, so my relationships with men have changed significantly. Before I felt safe to be in my feminine, I would come into this space where I would approach, I'd be in my masculine with men and it would create this dynamic of competition because we were both fighting to be king because I didn't realise that I could actually be queen. Mm -hmm. So we were both fighting to be king and there were two things that would always happen and I share this because I think women will relate to this, that either our sexual polarity would die and I'd take the masculine, he'd take the feminine and then I'd kind of be like, oh, he needs to be more masculine or we'd just have a lot of clashing and we'd still have strong sexuality, but it would be fiery mm-hmm. in all parts. And so since coming into my feminine and finding that safety and that power within my feminine energy, not only intimately and romantically, but my whole landscape with men has changed. And one of my biggest successes for my life right now is that my co-parent and I have a very healthy, amicable Um, dynamic that allows us to co-parent in a really high functioning way that works for us it may not work for everyone and I know that's because of the healing that I did to be in my feminine and to show up in my feminine and just as a woman like I feel so much better in my body I feel so much more alive in my body I, I just feel like what I said at the start, like I just can fucking enjoy life more because I'm not as overwhelmed, tense, rigid, and having all of this armor. That's not to say I don't go into that because I'm human and I can't be in this. It, it's not like, of course we're going to slide back into masculine or armored states. But predominantly, I'm in this state where life gets to feel good. I feel good in my body and I'm experiencing life, and there's a freedom there Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yes freedom love it internal
0: freedom (laughs) yes do you I mean you've shared so much already but is there any particular like little tip or tool or takeaway that the listeners can try or experiment with or journey with or consider if they are like yeah this feels like me and I just need more femininity in my life is there anything you could share as a little takeaway
1: Yeah, I'd really invite you to one, what I suggested, explore the five senses and and see which one really turns you on and start creating a relationship around sensory things because that's going to bring you into your body. And then to create this deep intimacy with your body through sound, breath, movement, touch. So like we discussed before, putting on music, dancing, when you're in the shower or the bath, really being there with your body. So taking that body oil and smelling it and rubbing it over you, those are the tactile things because the feminine lives in the body, the heart, the womb, the pussy. So when you're coming into that, you'll start to orientate to this feminine way of being and it changes how you walk in the world. Feminine energy is watery and flowy. So let some of that come into your hips. Be less rigid, okay? That's a really tangible thing that anybody can do. It's free. And then if you're feeling like you need that or want that deconditioning around the mental sphere and the belief systems, and that's the other the other kind of bowl that goes along with it, but don't overlook the potency and the simplicity of the senses, the body slowing down. Yes. Yes. I love that. Thank you for
0: sharing that. And I actually have, um, a free guided practice that talks through mama's feeling and experiencing and and appreciating their body. And it's, I created it more from the lens of, uh, getting into our body and showing it that love and appreciation that it needs as we've changed through motherhood, but it's just such that layered, benefit of that. So I'll link that for anyone that wants that in the show notes. But if uh, the listeners are wanting to connect with you more, get in amongst your work, get to one of your sisterhood circles, what's the best way for them to be contacting you?
1: I feel stalking me over on Instagram is probably the best way. That Um, way you can um, see the current offerings that are up there. And if yeah, if there's something in person or online. So, yeah, come and find me on Instagram and I'm sure you'll link that
0: below. I will. I will indeed. That'll be in the show notes. Thank you so much, Jess, for your time, for sharing so generously on this topic and um, about your life with the with the
1: listeners. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for opening your sacred space. I'm deeply, yeah, deeply honoured and so glad we could have this conversation. <laughs> And thank you to you, dear listener, for being here with us today. We would so love to hear
0: where you're listening or see where you're listening to us from. So feel free to take a little screenshot and share in your stories and tag both of us. We would love to connect with you and maybe share with us what your biggest takeaway was from this lesson or from this episode. If you have loved it and loved other episodes, I would so appreciate you leaving a review or subscribing. That will just help uh, get this podcast into the ears of more mummers who need it. Thank you and I will be in your ears again soon.